Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Sunday afternoon. Happy Mother's Day to all the lovely uh, maroon and white ladies. I mean, you know what? The red and blue ladies today as well, if you're listening. We certainly... Creamsicle orange, uh, you know, crimson red, whatever your colors who, may who be. Who wears creamsicle orange in the SEC? Well, Tennessee is kind of the... Yeah, I guess. I guess. I always think of those Tampa Bay jerseys back in the day. I was like, why are we, why are we thinking the Bucks fans here? <laughs> well, them too. Yeah, Tom Brady, you know. I sure. mean, we literally would not be here without our moms. It, it's it's a true statement. So glad you guys have tuned in at supertalk.fm or wherever you get podcasts from. We want to thank all of our listeners today, not only the mothers, but all our servicemen and women out there taking care of us across the world and our uh, medical personnel taking care of us here at home. Hopefully now that everything's starting to open back up, you guys won't be uh, working too hard. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Everything seems to be opening back up. I expect, I guess Churn and Spoon will be open back up. Yeah, I don't know for sure, but I have to assume it's because it, they're, they're about to. It's about to happen. Well, uh, let me let me use this device of mine that I'm perhaps that on there's, right now. Perhaps maybe there's maybe some knowledge news. there. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. But that said. Uh, you know, just because you're in this quarantine doesn't mean you have to be caffeine. You're safer at home with caffeine, in my opinion. It's what keeps you know keeps you alert, keeps you keeps you you know. Hey, you know, you think of the, you could be a parent, right? And your, your kid starts wandering out of your eyesight. If you're not properly caffeinated, you don't see your kid stick his finger in the in the in the socket. <laughs> I'm on the churn and spoon Twitter site. We don't have a tweet uh, in the last six days. I actually probably should look at the strange brewing because. Yes. That one's a little more active. It tends to um, be, yes. But the last tweet from Churn and Spoon, there's a pulse. Uh-huh. We, we, we have activity. We can rebuild them. <laughs> we have the technology. So uh, I, I do think that probably soon. Good. Good stuff. Uh, I also want to thank our good spot friends over at uh, College Corner, who want to remind you that you, now that they're opening back up, you want to use those gift cards that you bought at 30% off. Sounds like a good idea to me, but if you haven't bought one yet, just go to collegecornerstore.com and uh, open the uh, the website there. Go to the search bar and put in gift card. You're getting 30% off any gift card purchase. $100 in gift card is a $70 purchase for you. So you are really coming out ahead on that one. Please give them a look. You can, do, you can get all the shopping you need to do done for the maroon and white folks in your life. All you've got to do is go to collegecornerstore.com and search for gift card. They're taking 30% off of those purchases. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems want you to keep want to keep you healthy in the business world. And the way to do that is with your remote workers to set up everything that they need at home. Advantage Business Systems can do that for you. They have all the tricks of the trade, and they've developed them over 45 years of doing business here in the Magnolia State. When I say buy local and be local, Advantage Business Systems is who I am talking about. Please do not hesitate to reach out to them if you need some help setting your employees up to work remotely, to work from home. 
or if they're coming back to the office and you need to set some new stuff up there, again, Advantage Business Systems is the one to call. They can help you out. Give them a call today. It's 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Do they sell desks? I might be in the market for a desk. Do they sell desks? That's a good question. Uh, you don't have to look. I, I can look myself. There, there are, there's some equipment. I'm here to serve. There's some equipment that I may be in need of now that I'm running this here. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't, I don't know. They sell operation. office technology, okay. so I don't think they sell furniture. Okay. It's okay. So I may need some technology too. You so, might. Anyway. Well, then they can help maybe, you. Maybe hitting up that sponsor here soon as well. Advantage Business Systems helps Joel's business do business. <laughs> Boom. All right. Uh, before we get into the uh, the greatest bulldog bracket. Joel T. Coleman, you know when you start you start a new business, little tricks of the trade here. You start something new, you want to make a splash. You go get that big interview, and I told Joel I wasn't willing to talk to him, so he went for the next guy down on his list of, of big names. I am the biggest name in Bulldogs, not in terms of who people actually. Know me, I mean, of, you're of, actually of size. Yeah, yeah. I, I told Brian like when I got me, here today, folks. Gabe Jackson. I told Brian when I got here today, folks. Uh, you can't see him, but I get to look at him every day. And um, the further this quarantine comes along, I kind of think Jesus was probably a little slimmer. Yeah. But uh, if he was, you know... Can that be my nickname, sli- Fat Jesus? <laughs> if he was slightly overweight, yeah, um, I, I don't, he may have looked like Brian. I don't know if Mary was a good cook or not. So, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know. We've got the dark hair. We've got the hair growing out, the beard coming in. Verily, I say unto thee, give me a five-star review. <laughs> That should be the first commandment. Oh, man. So, yes. Uh, if you want to start calling me Fat Jesus, I'm, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm, going, I'm going to the barbershop this week. It's, it's, it's out of control. I, I'm, I'm like a day or two away from liftoff back here. <laughs> yeah. Just go, just get a mullet. Go full, full Joe Dirt? Yeah. No, I will not do that. I will not. Uh, but anyway, Joel, uh, like I said, he, he went down the list a little bit. I found our good friend John Cohen. I read the first part of that interview. Obviously, very interesting stuff. Interesting times leads to interesting stuff. Just talking to John, you know, did you get the, the sense that he feels pretty confident in, in the procedures in place to, to that, that, are, that are going to go forward? Yeah, I, I think what John said kind of echoes what's been in my mind all along. Mm. And that is that... Every single person right now, me included, wants answers. Right. We want to know, is there going to be football this, this fall? And right now, it's just it's May the 10th. They don't know. Right. That, that's the answer. And he even said later on, and I think one of the parts that I haven't published yet, you know, if I'm honest with you, Joel, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's the correct answer right now. It is the correct answer. And, and so often, not just in, in this instance, but... In life in general, people are hesitant to say, I don't know, because that's not the cool thing to say. Everybody wants an answer. Everybody wants a a solution now, now, now. And this situation just isn't one that facilitates a now answer. You have to wait. I mean, think of where we were as a society three, four weeks ago. We know a lot more today, and I would dare say we're a little more optimistic and kind of we know a little more about the virus, and we know a lot of things that we didn't know three or four weeks ago. Where are we going to be in another three or four weeks? Hmm. We're going to have a lot more information, and then with more information, you can make better decisions. And 
I think that John echoed the fact that Mississippi State is going to gather all the information that it can get in concert with the SEC and in concert with health officials and everybody probably at this point that's paid any attention to this situation on the local or national scale is familiar with all those kinds of things. But they're going to pay attention to all this and gather as much information as they can before they start issuing official this-is-how-it's-going-to-be declarations. Right now, he doesn't know. Is he, he, he said in that first part of that interview, Mississippi State is preparing, as is the university, they're preparing to have students on campus this fall. They're preparing to have athletes on campus this fall and everything going off as schedule. They're preparing for that. They're optimistic and hopeful that that's going to happen. But can they sit here today and tell you that's going to happen? Like, I, I think Ole Miss... Maybe their chancellor said something or tweeted something the other day about, you know, students being back on campus. And if I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but right. there, there was something along that, that lines. And I think sometimes people read some of this stuff and think, oh, well, Ole Miss is going to be there in the fall. Or, or, or somebody else tweets something or says something like, oh, well, this school is going to be there in the fall. Fact of the matter is, nobody sitting here today on May the 10th knows what's going to be happening in the fall. Right. I don't care what anybody says today. You can plan for it all you want to, but if this thing, for whatever reason, gets into the summer and it's still elevating or something, or it hits a spike or a second wave that they talked about, you got to pump the brakes on whatever. You just don't know right now. And I think John illustrated that. And I don't know, I was really impressed, not only with this first part of the interview that I posted, si.com backslash college backslash Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... You can go find that interview there. But uh, I, I was impressed with what he said in that it seems like Mississippi State is absolutely preparing for all options. And you'll see this later. I even asked him, are you preparing for the option of no football at all? And we talked about that. So yeah. it's teaser, uh, but that's coming too. Did you get the idea that, that the SEC is sort of all on the same page, that all, all 14 schools? <laughs> it kind of seemed that way. And, in fact, <laughs> I was sitting there throwing out a bunch of different scenarios to John like, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? Do you have this in place for this? And <laughs> and he was kind of laughing, and he said, not to be dismissive of your question at all, mm-hmm. but every single thing that you just asked has been discussed. Yeah. <laughs> like wow. He's like, every every option, it seems like, that well, you, you could possibly think of has been talked about. It's got to be that way, because you don't know. You don't know. And everybody wants to know. Everybody wants there to be a, a, an article on Cowbell Corner or 24-7 or Claire and Ledger or USA Today or ESPN or Sport Super Talk Mississippi. I mean, what do I have they to do to have get a top? Pod. I don't need top billing, Joel. But I could go billing. For, I could do second billing would be nice. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> oh, everybody wants there to be official declaration that something's happening. And, folks, you're just not going to have that for no. for. I mean, I dare say at least another month, probably. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so part one of that uh, that interview is already up. Yeah, and part, part two comes out. Part when? two and three, well, will be coming. So okay, I'm, I'm trying to decide the best That's, way to divvy it out. We call that the tease in the business. Keep your eyes peeled. Actually, probably part two will be posted either today, which is Sunday, or Monday, and then part three will come either Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm just trying to. I mean, it's good to just kind of have a constant flow. Let people catch up. Let's make sure everybody reads part one. Yeah. Then get into part two. Yeah. I, I don't like to throw it all there at once. Let it be slow and let it be digested slowly. Okay, then. Just so. like all your meat that you cook this weekend. 
Yes. That sounds good. Meat is good. <laughs> uh, speaking of meat, let's move on into the greatest bulldog bracket, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. They have got a treat for you this week if you're if you're in the mood for meat, and you should always be in the mood for meat. Uh, they're going to have some tremendous, tremendous Wagyu beef available this week. Now they'll find you can find out more by following them on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash welcome home beef. They're gonna have a live sale on Facebook. And this is the the cream of the crop. This is the best beef you can buy. This is not a hybrid blend, a hybrid breed. This is full blooded American Wagyu. It is going to melt in your mouth when you cook it. So I would suggest my suggestion to you is to get some of it and enjoy it. And you will be a hero wherever you are if that's what you're putting on somebody's plate. So give them a call today at 662-418-2021 or go to facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. It always is this way, Joel. When you talk to Welcome Home Beef, what's the most important thing to remember? It just tastes good. All right. It is that time again. We are finally here at the Elite Eight. I didn't think we'd ever get here. But it's set... The matchups are here, and it's going to be a bloodbath. Own like Nick Bone, sucker. As I channel my inner Booker T. Be careful. Or that may be Stevie Ray. Be careful channeling that inner Booker T. You get in <laughs> trouble for that. Uh, all right, let's look at last week's uh, matchups, how they finished up. Uh, Bailey Howell over Morgan William. He got 72% of the vote there. Um despite the fact that some people were pretty adamant that he did not deserve to beat Morgan William. I mean, quite frankly, Bailey Howell, you couldn't complain if he won this whole thing. You couldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, Victoria Vivians takes down Jeff Simmons. We were wrong on that one. 54% of the vote for Victoria. So the only uh, female athlete to make it into the Elite Eight is Victoria Vivians. It's probably not too big a surprise, but I thought Simmons might have had a shot there. Mangum over Rooker. Which was our our biggest poll ever, by the way. Nearly five thousand votes. Rooker said he voted for Mangum. He did, and Mangum said he didn't like this one bit. <laughs> so they got they got some some pub there. But Mangum with a nearly three to one margin advances, and then in the closest matchup we've had of any of them, Jeff Brantley, fifty one percent of the vote moves into the uh, Elite Eight over Johnny Cook. So here are our matchups in the Elite Eight in the Lee Hall region. Dak Prescott. Versus Will Clark in the Drillfield region. It's Rafael Palmero versus Anthony Dixon in the Chapel of Memories region. Bailey Howe versus Victoria Vivians. And in the Allen Hall region, Jake Mangum and Jeff Brantley. So baseball has, has half of the has half of the Elite Eight. Football has two, two and men's basketball has one and women's basketball has one. That's in, that's astounding. Well, I think that the the last women's basketball player left standing is the one that probably should have been left standing. Uh, and, yeah. And the last men's basketball player standing is the one that should have been left standing. And the last football players left standing, Dak absolutely should. This isn't a knock on Anthony Dixon, but you, you could have put somebody else there, whether it was a Jeff Simmons. I mean, I, I know that's probably not how the bracket worked, but mm-hmm. I mean, there are other football players you can make a case for for number two. Right. Um, but Anthony Dixon, as popular as he is, very deserving yeah. to still be there. And then on the baseball side, you got the, you know, maybe the four biggest names in Mississippi State baseball history right there. So you can't complain with the Elite Eight that's, that's nah. still sitting there. No, you cannot. So 
going to be a lot of fun, I think, to uh, to look at that. Let's look at these matchups real quick. Let's start. Let's start in Allen Hall, Brantley versus uh, Mangum. I think this is going to be the uh, the big. This if one of them is going to be a blowout, this is the one for me. Brantley has sort of you know. <sighs> To me, as much as I like Jeff Brantley and he did a lot of great things, he is the he's the odd one out in this whole Elite Eight to me. Even over Dixon? Yes. I mean, Dick, Anthony Dixon is state's all-time leading rusher. That's true. That's true. You know? I mean, he is, in a university that has produced a ton of great running backs, he's the top dog. Yeah. Also, like we've said before, he is possibly the most popular Bulldog outside of Dak Prescott, regardless of sport. Who let me let me ask you this from this bracket? Who could have filled that spot of Jeff Brantley, and you wouldn't feel like he it was an odd Johnny Cooks could have Johnny Cooks if he had been okay him. with that. Honestly, Holder could have if he had beaten him in the round of thirty two wouldn't have been totally uh, surprising. Um, I mean, there's a lot of you you could pick a lot of people that I would say I would I mean just looking at just looking at the region that he's in. Not that he had these matchups, but if this was Fletcher Cox. I'm not totally surprised. This was Daryl Wilson or Brent Rooker. I'm not surprised. Uh, Holder, you know, all those guys could have made it, but it's Brantley who is who has survived and thrived. I mean that 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 the Cooks Brantley matchup was fun to watch. The the early voting was for Cooks, and then Brantley sort of surged ahead, but they never more than like a percentage point away yeah. at any point. Uh, but now he's matched up with Jake Mangum. I think this is going to be a big big win for Mangum. This could be like a ninety ten kind of thing. I don't know that it'd be that big simply because I think you'll have some older fans that saw Jeff well, Brantley maybe it was and on like Facebook. That, but, <laughs> um, but I do think it'll be a, a pretty convincing win, whether it's 90-10, 80-20. Yeah. You know, I, I think that – I don't think you're going to be sitting around uh, sweating it, wondering no. who's going to be. No. All right, above them in the Chapel of Memories uh, region, an all-basketball Affair, although it's men's versus women's. Bailey Howell versus Victoria Vivians. Victoria Vivians just keeps winning. I'm not going to be totally surprised if she finds her way through here. I mean, she's beloved, as she should be, yeah. for what she did at this university. I mean, she, she was has. The, this is the ultimate recency bias one. Yeah. Uh, it, nothing against Victoria, but to me, Bailey is one of the pillars of Mississippi State sports, like in general. And somebody's got to lose, you know. <laughs> when you get to this point, you just can't have everybody. I I don't know that he's going to win, but I think if you and I sat here and did a podcast and just said, you know, when you get to the Final Four, I guess that'd be the Mount Rushmore, so to speak, of mm. MSU sports. And to me, Bailey Howell is on that. Yeah. So, no, 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 I mean, no I think that if you're just talking about legacy and what they did here and what they did after here, I don't know how you can't move Bailey Howell on here, but it's not my poll. It's up to the fans. And Victoria Vivian's, Lord knows, she did as much for that women's basketball program as anybody's done for any program in you know school history. So she's got a case too. Yeah. Uh, but but to me, again, he's I don't I don't think he's gonna win because you got Dak sitting there and you've got other beloved names that are a little more recent but i mean if bailey howell won this thing nobody could complain right no i agree i agree i think how advances in a like a 55 45 kind of thing i think she's gonna get a lot of votes oh i think she is too yeah uh the drill field region 
Rafael Palmero versus Anthony Dixon. Uh, in terms of on-the-field accomplishments, this is a huge mismatch. I mean, Dixon is the all-time leading rusher, but Rafael Palmero is an All-American, triple crown, triple crown winner, first-round draft choice. I mean, everything. Uh, Dixon was a really, really good football player has, from Michigan. And has a Hall of Fame baseball resume. Right. But, I mean, from an on-the-field perspective, this is this is a runaway. But it's not just on the field. It's popularity, and people love Anthony, as well they should. He is the ultimate bulldog. You know, and he he is he is he gave a lot to this university in terms of what he he brought on the field. You know, you never saw him really take a play off. Um, Do you remember? I mean, I know you remember him playing here, but you were probably what 11, 12 years old as as Raffy was playing this his, day. His senior year, I would have been nine. Okay, so yeah, I, I was gonna ask you. Just, I mean, I know Mississippi State baseball has always kind of. I mean, Ron Polk made it a a big deal here a long time ago, but. I was trying to get some kind of gauge of how po- exactly when Raffy was playing here, how popular was he? I mean, it's, it's difficult to say because, I mean, you're talking about no social media, for, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, college baseball wasn't – I mean, I, I don't remember seeing MSU baseball on TV until the or like in the 89 or 90 season. You know, I mean, you, it just wasn't done. So, you know, I mean, you watch college, the College World Series, and that was about it. So it, it's difficult. I, I, I would imagine that of that – that the big four on the 85 team, I think Palmero might have probably been the most popular one. But, you know, what does that mean in terms of today and in terms of, you know, what Anthony Dixon is from a popular standpoint? I don't know the answer to that. Well, and to another thing with Anthony is just that so weird to call him Anthony. Mm-hmm. Booby. Booby. Um, another thing with Booby is just you can kind of use him as one of the foundational pieces to this – this last decade of Mississippi State football success. I mm-hmm. mean, he was one of those building blocks that helped get that Mullen era off and running, too. Yeah. Um, so is, is State, you know, would State have eventually elevated to number one in the country and got to a bowl game every year the last decade, net whole nine yards, had it not been for Dixon? No, no I mean, we'll never know the answer to that question. But, yeah, uh, th- these are tough. This is a this one here, Raffy versus Dixon, is one that as I sit here and talk to you, I've been voting on every single one that you post. I don't know which way I'm going here. Yeah, I, th- I think Palmero will win. I think he probably wins like sixty forty or something like that. Maybe even a little bit more than that. But Dixon, and the other thing that helps Dixon is he has been the most active on social media about this. He might push his followers. There's that, you know. And you got to remember, he's still going to have followers who aren't MSU people, Forty Nine er fans, Bills fans. That might just, you know, decide to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with we, – we may see here, too, how much does the pro career help. Because, like I said, I mean, Rafi has a, a MLB resume that says he should be in the Hall of Fame with just his resume. So, I mean, if that matters here, that helps. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see how this plays out. Yeah. I mean, his name's on a building on campus, for goodness sake. So, that, that counts for something. That he too. paid for. Yeah. Yeah. That, not, they didn't just give it to him. So, all right, uh, and then last but not least, again, I sort of designed this bracket on purpose, and Dak Prescott has just mowed through everybody. All right, it has not even been close. He hasn't. The closest one was against Fred Smoot with seven percent of the vote, um, and now I've got him up against Will Clark, who you know of all of of the two seeds, I thought he had the strongest case. Honestly, I had him as a one seed in the original draft of this. And the thought of the triple crown sort of pushed me over to Palmero. Um, I, I, so I put I, I, whoever I, 
whoever I thought was the strongest two seed. Normally, you would do this the other way. I thought Dak was the strongest one seed. He should get the weakest two seed. He should have gotten Johnny Cooks, to be honest with you. But I wanted to find a way. I wanted to see if anybody could challenge Dak Prescott. I think Will Clark can challenge Dak Prescott. I still think Dak's going to win and probably win by a large margin, but surely this is the one where somebody's going to, 20% of the vote's going to go to Will Clark, right? I think there's like an instinctive reflex in everybody associated with Mississippi State that when you see Dak, you just vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> I really, and that's why I think he's going to end up winning this whole thing, is because I don't even think people spend a whole lot of time thinking about it. They see the name Dak, yeah. vote. Could be Dak and your actual mother. <laughs> Dak. Dak. Yeah, I mean, that the the I've said this before that the, you know he came up with the whole family thing, but there is there are a lot of MSU fans they, they really feel like Dak Prescott is part of their family. You know when he lost his mom, a lot of people just adopted him right then. Yeah, you know, and I mean obviously tragically lost his brother the other day, yeah. and I mean just saw another outpouring of support yeah. for him. If Dak ever I mean, fell on hard times. There is no, there is. About, oh, he's always going to have a roof over his there's head. No, there is no. Everybody will be like, "Dad, can you come stay with me." Yeah, you know, don't do you know, worry about anything. So, yeah. I mean, they they say this all the time about people. I mean, Jake Mangum, it, it's his nickname for goodness sake, the mayor. Yeah. But if Dak Prescott ever ran for anything in Starkville, we would allow him it would be one hundred percent of the vote. Probably. He wouldn't even have to be the mayor. He could just be like the supreme leader. His you know, no, no council, no alderman. <laughs> No, 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 commissioners. Dak Prescott, like this, is what we're doing today? Okay, just going to give up our democracy and start for just, just be an under dictator. Dak, he, he could be like the emperor, yeah. just walking around in a black hood all day and be like, you know, yeah, I think Dak might be evil. Doesn't matter. So yeah, that's that's what you got there. But I think Will Clark can at least provide something, some sort of a. Ch- we we say you know with baseball and everything you have, four of the elite eight are baseball players. This is it, right? I honestly think I th- I think Dak the only the real challenge he is has Jake come, Mangum is Jake Mangum. I think it's going to end up Dak versus Jake, and I don't think that's going to be enough. I think I don't Dak's think it winning, is either. Winning, Dak's winning this thing. I, I agree. I think Dak. You know, when I started this off, my 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 original premise was Dak Prescott's going to win. How can we make it interesting? I think I think we can make it interesting with Mangum, but we'll see. We'll see. We, we we'll find that out on uh next a uh, week from today. Yeah. Because uh, we'll have the uh, final four set for Thursday. Winding down. There it is. All right. I'll have the polls. Your polls are up as you're listening. So have those uh, go and get your votes in, and we'll vote all the way up until Thursday, at which time we will uh, be uh, be set with the final four. Excited. Really looking forward to it. All right, guys. Tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about the MLB draft. They have finally come up to a decision how that's going to work. How does it affect Mississippi State? We will talk about that on tomorrow's show. And then as the rest of the week goes along, we'll have plenty to talk about, hopefully. So, guys, have a great Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your Mother's Day. And we'll talk to you again on Tuesday morning for Joel T. Coleman. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.